Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Griffin. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. Well, hey, friends, so glad that you're with us for this podcast, Together for Good. I'm Melody. And I'm Dan. We are uh, excited not only about today's topic, but we're in the middle of a series called What Now? Uh, so all of these, you've, you've had crisis moments before. You know exactly what I'm talking crisis about. Crisis moments that sometimes become crisis seasons. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> because you start doubling down on it, right? And, and we're, we're joined by our friends, Chris and Bridget Winston and Zach and Lindsay Farrar. Um, today's conversation is about, okay, we're overdrawn again. What now? This never happened to us, but we feel a lot of people that it has happened. In the last 48 hours. Um, so, so I was, I was sharing with, with our friends here around the table. This is probably the one topic that we're going to talk about that I'm most uncomfortable because, uh, we'll be a little vulnerable here. This is an area that we've struggled with our entire marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we can go into a lot of the reasons behind it, uh, job loss, emergencies, and I could, da, 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 special da, da. needs, healthcare, yeah. but, a lot but of, also we're, we just don't adult very well. Well, we're both very, um, spontaneous. <laughs> we are. We're both very spontaneous. If you look at our temperament and personality, right. we're both high eye. If you look at a disc, um, so we like to wing it. <laughs> it's our spiritual gift. Uh, so the, the, pro- so the problem is... So we are here is, to receive help. So yeah. Um, We've actually made some incredible progress. God has been good. But, um, but at the same time, good. at the same time, I'm 52, will be 53 in, in several months. That's true. And, speak for yourself. Well, there's a lot of... <laughs> I am speaking for myself. <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of challenges that come with that, right? Sure. So... How do we prepare for the future? How do I prepare for special needs um, children? How do I prepare to make sure if I got hit by a bus that my family's taken care of? So there's all of these things that are out there. Um, you may be able to re- respond to this you know, as you're, as you're listening. Um, I remember specifically, um, Melody and I, Jonathan was born. How, how old was I when Jonathan was born? How old were you? I was 24. 24, so, 26. so I was 26. Um, Jonathan was born with Down syndrome. It's three months after his birth, Jonathan contracted um, RSV, which is a respiratory virus. And it immediately turned into something called atelectasis, which was almost like pneumonia. His, literally, his lungs were shutting down. So Jonathan immediately is going into hospital after hospital after hospital, was in a pediatric ICU unit. door. Our insurance plan that we had, it just so happened that one of the deductibles that some genius came up with, we'll not go any further than that on that, but each first night in the hospital was one of your deductibles. So every stay, as he was transferred to three different hospitals in this, Jonathan had, that was a deductible. One of those was a pediatric ICU unit. So when we took Jonathan home, we were looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of about a $30,000 hospital bill. Now, this was, you know, 25 years ago. How much were we paying all of the month? Like I had one hospital I was paying 
twenty dollars a month. <laughs> and I <coughs> make a note for yourself. Most hospitals they they won't let you get away with twenty dollars now. They won't. But seriously, if you you can negotiate it down, if you're paying something, they will leave you alone. So there's a lot of things that you can learn with that. But that put us behind the eight ball from the beginning. And then we started to double down on our bad decisions. <laughs> he doesn't mean we double down in a good way. Like, we're going to fix this. No, let's make more. Yeah. And, and, and in talking around the table already, we've, we've, I've learned that that's not uncommon. <laughs> that a lot of times when you get in a hole, it gets deeper. It's transportation. It's housing. It's just... The, you just can't win for losing, you feel like. And so... Uh, that's our story. And so we know that this is a really, really big deal in marriages. And so how can you begin? We're not going to answer and solve all of those problems tonight. But we can start with where, where do you start? And so um, tell me about a time. Go bring our friends in now. Uh, Lindsay, Zach, tell me about a time where you had a financial crisis. And what did it, more, and more important than the crisis... I'm more interested in how did you respond, especially to each other. Sure. Can I share? I, I think it? I know the one you're gonna do. Taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So um, for the first four and a half years of our marriage, I was a, a pastor, and so if if you don't know clergy, it's they file their taxes. tax. Yeah, your taxes are filed differently. And if you use TurboTax, there's this little box you're supposed to check. <laughs> That I didn't check. Uh, not one year, but two years in a row. Mm. And there were and, some withholdings and so there were withhold- with his employment. That yeah, like they didn't communicate right well. They didn't teach either. how to do it. And so one year we get this notice from the IRS that we may have underpaid. Not a, not a problem. It's like, you know, this is too big of a headache. I take it to a, like a, a, a CPA. Mm-hmm. He does our taxes and I go in. We thought we owed $1,500. We owed over $7,000. Mm. See, there was no $30,000. You know, you got me beat. But... This is a, a family with... I was staying uh, home with our son at home. the time. I'm on a minister's salary. Which in case we, you don't know, it's not like... Right. And, and, and it's, it, was, rich it was at a smaller church, so naturally at a smaller business, your healthcare is going to be yep. not as robust. Right. And, and so, along with that, we there are some very specific medical needs in our family right, that I'm, cause I'm, some yeah, expenses. I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I have And to we have, were debt-free at the time, except for our house. Wow. So... You know, we're thinking we're doing great, and yeah. we're making really great choices and great decisions, oh, but we've got our budget managed to, like, one little box the penny. can just... Yeah, so yeah. Um, we we looked at a lot of things, and, you know, the, the, the long and the short of it is I ended up getting a second job. So I worked um, three nights a week at a hospital as an as a orderly, so I, I wow. took out garbage and stuff at the ER... Wow. But to his credit, I think you had it paid off in like... We paid it off within six months, but some of that was we decided to pay off. Some of it was savings, which we had saved up, and then a lot of this other job. But it was it was stressful because in our marriage, we went from, you know, by the nature of my job, I wasn't home a couple nights a week, mm. to five or six nights a week mm-hmm. we weren't together. Mm. Because we had this yeah. huge debt we had yeah. to take care of. And the IRS isn't like a hospital. Like, they're going to get their money, and they're going to get it when they want it. <laughs> right. Um, and was there any initial initial emotional gunfire that happened with you guys i will say the thing that was like very surprising to me and it comes from a difference in our backgrounds and the way that we handle crisis situations Mm -hmm. i guess so (coughs) zach comes home and is like i had a six pack of beer (laughs) (laughs) 
There's, there's an I answer. Like, I like, that. Before we get started, have one of these. That was your first kid. I don't remember that. I, I couldn't afford it, but we're, we're starting here. <laughs> but he sat me down, and he's like, take a deep breath. I mean, he's like basically in tears mm. like i was so he, upset at myself he was sure. he was like if you need to take a night away i understand before oh, he's no. even telling me what's going on and i'm like, <laughs> like what I'm did like, you do who did you kill you were almost <laughs> relieved when he told i'm like you. what you know and then he starts talking about the taxes and i was like we owe like thirty thousand dollars and then he's like we owe seven thousand dollars and i was like oh okay like <laughs> but it, the way that i think you know for him this like catastrophic thing for me i was like Okay, well, we'll figure it out. Like, mm, we're gonna sure. work on it together. But it's the, not. But, yeah. He was expecting a lot of anger, I think, from me, and yeah. that's just not how I handle right. those situations. Now, had he been flippant about it, may have made yeah, you angry. That been you know a what I mean? Response. Like, he really owned it. Yeah. Um, and and again, within a week, he has found himself a second job wow. after the job that he already worked, like sixty hours a week at. Yeah, He's found a second job working nights, like cleaning up trash and poop. So I'm like, <laughs> how do you get angry so at that? Right? You know. Huh? But by, by the way, um, having also had IRS, can I tell you something that I've learned? If you've got an IRS problem, call them. Mm-hmm. They will work with yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I remember so they are. They are. I mean, everybody fears like, yeah. oh my god. They're gonna, I think it's the commercials that yeah. we see. They're going to take your check. They're going to. If you call them, yeah, you got to communicate. They and will. I, they will work yeah. with you. So it was. It did. was funny. So we start getting like the notices start coming in once we refile mm-hmm. our taxes. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I, I kid you not, we owed the IRS two dollars for one year. Oh my goodness! And so I was like, all right, we're paying this. Somebody played that one pretty. Yeah, cool. we're yeah. we're Dave Ramsey, right? We're starting with the smallest one, and then we're working. <laughs> and so I, I got my first paycheck from the hospital. I was getting ready to write a check for two dollars, and I get another notice from the IRS. It's like, eh, it's not worth it. <laughs> So they forgave. I mean, I they still owed the, your two dollars. Right. Oh, so we owed six thousand nine hundred ninety-eight. But still, <laughs> they wasted uh, two cents on you know. You know they two wasted their stamps was, on two notices. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. It was, story. Well, and and uh, distant season of life, and we you know yeah. like early twenties, um, unless you're like a neurosurgeon or something like right out of college, you you typically don't make a lot of money right, right. out of college. Right. You probably have student loan debt now. Um, one salary, young kid. So like. We had to figure it out, but there was a very much. The reason it was so hard for us is like there was no extra money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no margin. Right. There like there wasn't twenty dollars a month we could throw at like mm. it, like. I, I mean, think our food didn't... budget was one hundred and sixty dollars a month oh, wow. for three of us. Wow. Like, and that is what we had. It, oh it was. We were on. I mean, our budget. We didn't have cable. We didn't have gym memberships. We didn't have. So it. I think that's where it was overwhelming to start with because it wasn't like, oh, well, we just give up these three things and that's happy. What we have to tighten. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Wow. But we did have a budget, and we were used to living on. On My salary, restricted right, things yeah. on his salary, so we had the ability. I think I was substituting at the time. You, you know, we we had avenues that we could quickly go to yeah all of that to say it was stressful yeah we 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 didn't double down in a bad way i think right we, yeah after a couple of days of shock we found something and then like we made a plan and we worked it That's i think amazing. wise council had told zach like just give it a week to sleep on it just give it a week and within 24 hours he had a second <laughs> no, i did all the goals I, um yeah melody how has <coughs> the financial struggles mm. how has that affected me I mean, like, legit, like, hard, really hard, because um, it, 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 it would take the wind completely out of your mm-hmm, sails, mm-hmm. and I can't speak for your feelings, but the impression I got 
was that you felt like a loser sometimes mm-hmm. if we would have a financial problem. I should do better than this. I should be a better provider. I should be more of an adult. And then you would accidentally take it out on me. Like mm-hmm. you talk about doubling down. You know, like I'm your I was your biggest cheerleader, but you were so stressed and you were so worried that I was in close proximity and I would, mm-hmm. you know, catch it. Um, so yeah, huge, mm-hmm. huge part of of some hard times. Yeah. Yeah. In our lives. Um, and you very much wanting to control it. Like mm-hmm. if I'm better, if I'm smarter, if I and I can remember us talking, um, if I may be at liberty to say, I can remember several times I would say, can we please just go talk to somebody? Can we go? And and you would be like, no, I've got a new plan, or no, I've got it. Mm-hmm. Because I understand that was too vulnerable yeah. for you. Yeah. That was admitting defeat. I still, I, there's a part of me right now that feels like I'm running through the mall naked. <laughs> sure. Which is healthy, by the way. I, it, not, not running through the mall naked. <laughs> Okay, they don't recommend it. 52-year-old man. We have several malls here. They'll probably be perfectly fine. But it it may may even be the norm. Um, But it just, like you say, it feels so vulnerable. And it feels so... um, Exposed. Yeah. And and you you just shouldn't be here. So, So then you start panicking. And it's never a good place to be to make that next decision Mm. when you're in panic mode. Mm. Mm -hmm. It just never ends well there. Mm. Chris, you and Bridget, how did you guys get into doing financial peace? What's the story? And you've done it for how, you've taught it off and on for how long? 20 years. 20 years. That's amazing. Before we were married. Before we were married, I got a call. I was working uh, at a newspaper and got a call from a local class and they wanted us to come uh, cover it for the newspaper. And so I started uh, going as part of something I was writing for the for the newspaper. I was we were both working for at the time, and uh, I knew I, I think I went by myself the first week to the class, and I sat around the room with a lot of people who were um, a lot older than I was, mm-hmm. who uh, were having a lot of financial problems, mm-hmm. looking at retirement, not sure how they were going to be able to pull mm-hmm. that off, and they were looking at me as a 24, 25 year old going, "You guys listen to us now, listen to yeah. us. Wow. They're, they're like from, from beyond the." Not the grave. They were, they were very much, were very much with us, and I hope they still are. Um, but, but, but they were like, if you, if you listen to this, if you pay attention to this now, it will change your life. And I think by week two or three, Bridget was coming with me to some of those weeks. And, and, and tell them how they um, ended each class, or the, the what they said in their prayer at the end of each. Well, class. you know, we we rebuke the devourer every single week. I mean, they were very the rebuke the devourer. We were meeting at a church in a strip mall. Um, it, they were lovely people in Spartanburg, South Carolina, um, who, who were just, who were very, um, wanting to do it the, the right way, wanting to, to be on the same page financially. And most of them had not been for their right. entire marriages. Wow. And you saw it, it caused a lot of problems and a lot of strife in their marriages. And mm-hmm. I realized that if we could get that right then as mid twenties before we were married, um, we wouldn't see many of those issues. Right. And that's been a, a huge God gift to us for 20 years is we've had very few, um, uh, financial fights about the theories yeah. of finance. Mm-hmm. Um, the practice of it, obviously, mm-hmm. we have disagreements. You sure. bought what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of that. Um, and then you just text in the middle of the day, like, you're at, uh, you're at your favorite sushi restaurant. Uh, what about that budget? Uh, so things like that still happen. But we understand that we have a, the, the theory of how we want to, to run our family financially. Yeah. We are on the same page of uh, every single day for the last 20 years, and that's been a huge gift. That's amazing. Wow, and what a great gift to your boys um, to see that and to, to see the, the, the payoff 
mm-hmm. right? So you've, you've set them up for that as well. And we've very much been conscientious about talking about these things in front of them and yeah. with them and, um, uh, you know, not being afraid of it, yeah. not, not letting them be afraid of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Understanding those family lessons, understanding what your background, how you were brought yeah. up mm-hmm. and how, how those it's things huge. Are, it's, it is huge. It is probably the number one thing, like with any communication within a marriage, yep. how your, your family of origin and how you approach it has mm-hmm. such an impact and you have to understand how the other, uh, sounds like you're both spenders, uh, maybe, <laughs> or, no, maybe, maybe lean towards that. A lot of families, yep. you'll have a saver and a spender. Right. Mm-hmm. Opposites attract. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes tragically, right? So and then they t- and <laughs> who's a saver and, and, and who's a spender? I'm, I, I am the um, I am the spender Sus- when it comes to sushi to, to small to small <laughs> death by a thousand cuts. Right, right, right. When it's a bigger thing, uh, normally Bridget's the one who will want us to get maybe a uh, yes. uh, a couch, new couch. <laughs> a new couch, which we saved up for for fifteen years and finally just got. Uh, but I'm the one who will just I will violate the budget on a daily basis. I see, but like eight dollars at a time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, eight dollars at a time. <laughs> it is, and that's, and that's one of the many. You can ruin a budget multiple ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. you can ruin a cash flow plan. Uh, budget often has a negative connotation. Uh, the answer, of course, is to agreeing on some sort of cash flow plan and some sort of budget. But too often, you see it used as a as a weapon. Maybe the Ooh, the saver uses that as a weapon against mm-hmm. the spender. That's it's good. Like mm-hmm. It's not in the budget. It's not in the budget. Uh, you can hear it today, and I've said it to, to our boys. You know, we can go through a, uh, uh, you know, go through the grocery store. And wanting to buy a, a cookies or something, and you're just like, that's that's not in our, our not budget. The budget. Not, not in the budget. Not in the budget. Not in the budget. Not our plan. Not, and you have, so you have to be careful. You want to bring yeah. your children on, but you, they don't. You don't want them to see it as something wanting punishment, punishment, or one that's using to control the other. Um, Chris and Bridget, you you obviously um, have specifically done financial peace, which you know, unless you live under a rock, you probably know that's Dave Ramsey, um, just a, a really smart guy who has kind of boiled some big principles down to some understandable things. Um, but it's not specific to Dave to Dave Ramsey. That's the plan you guys have done. Um, as we were sitting around talking about this concept, you really were kind of helping us with some of the bigger picture things of things that we want to agree on and prioritize. So talk us through a little bit. Um, I mean, a lot of this is Dave Ramsey, but a lot of this is just godly wisdom mm-hmm. um, about finances. So talk to well, us a little bit. I would say, um, you know, when you have a situation like your tax situation or you have this gigantic hospital bill, you know, as much as you can in that crisis moment, look at it as kind of a wake-up call and a chance mm-hmm. to take a hard look at what you're doing and what you have been doing and you know, where you want to go, um, mm-hmm. from there. Right. Um, and, and let it start a conversation about your priorities. Um, you know, are your priorities to live your best life in retirement? Are your mm-hmm. priorities to live your best life right now? Mm-hmm. Um, are your priorities to, you know, be able to have a parent come, come back and live with you if they need to, are mm-hmm. your priorities to, be ridiculously generous and just give away a ton of money. You know, yeah. so what what are sure. your kind of big priorities um, for mm. spending and saving? You know, do you value family vacations and you want right. you want to take a family vacation every year no matter what? And what does that mean on the flip side? What, mm-hmm. you know, what sacrifices may right. you have to make maybe Yeah, maybe you can't have a brand new car and a family vacation every year. Um, and so what, really what are your priorities and what are and 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 find your common ground there because there are going to be places where <coughs> you don't agree. Mm-hmm. So one's going to be a spender and one's going to be a saver. One's going to be into instant gratification and one's going to be into delayed gratification. Um, 
And so it's it you know can be just a good chance to. How did you guys some... navigate that? How did you negotiate that on on the relationship level? Well, I'd say when we first started this, you know, we were engaged and we knew that we wanted me to be able to stay home mm. when we had kids. And mm-hmm. so one of the first things we did was figure out if we can live on one salary. And right. so for the first two years that we were married, we were putting my salary away entirely mm-hmm. and just living on his mm-hmm. to see if that was even doable. <laughs> yep. Um, and, and so I know Zach and Lindsay, you guys you have guys done that as well. We did the exact same thing. Uh, I heard that as a college student in a psychology class. I don't know why my professor said it, but she shared that that's what she and I was really And I was like, that's so smart. It yeah. is. Because yeah. obviously, I mean, I was a teacher. Zach was a preacher. Those are not, you don't get into those yeah. for the money. Right. Um, and so the first year that I taught, we, we practiced that, you know, the first year we were married, I was finishing a degree and so was he, but we had saved the money for it before we got married. The next year we were pregnant with Josiah, but I was teaching. So we just, we banked my entire paycheck and kind of practiced living off of that. But then we had my paycheck to cover, you know, these expenses that were kind of coming up that were extra, but weren't our main budget. Mm -hmm. And I was just so grateful somebody dropped that nugget. Mm -hmm. I'd never heard that before, but I was like... Oh, yeah. yeah. That it, makes so yeah. much sense. And it sounds really easy. I don't know if you guys get into this, but it's actually really hard because we had mm-hmm. a lot of friends who, <coughs> you know, substantial income for both of them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever their career paths were. They waited a bit longer They waited a little kids, bit longer so to get married. All sorts of, and so they years. would, you know, go out to dinner together two, three times a week. Or like when we were engaged, um, like all I could afford was McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. So like we would go on a date. To McDonald's. And at one point, her mom was like, is he ever going to take you somewhere nice like Chick-fil-A? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, stop it, Mom. I know the I know why he's taking I was me saving to McDonald's. For her. I was saving for her so wedding like, ring. I know oh, why. We're okay. So but we're nice like McDonald's. Chick-fil-A. Right. There's, there's so much advice that sounds like, well, no, duh. Right. But then the reality is when you actually start applying it, it makes you a little bit of an oddball. Yes, yeah. and you uh, have to get over. The norm. You have to get over keeping up with the Joneses, and you have to get mm-hmm. over like our society of instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And we had that moment too. We, you know, we worked together, and we had a big social group of people <coughs> who all worked at the newspaper mm-hmm. together, and would go out to lunch every day. And we decided we needed to stop that. We needed to pack our lunch or go home for lunch. Mm-hmm. And the first day we said, we're, you know, no, I think we said it's not in our budget. <laughs> and one of our friends said, "Well, I'll cover you." And you know, we had to stop and say, "Well, no, it's not just today. This is like." A All change. the time, right? Yeah. We are changing the way we do things, mm-hmm. um, and so it it's countercultural for sure. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, but it it's is. because of your priority, right? It's the bigger mm-hmm. picture. You I knew wanted to be able to bigger, see yes, Josiah. Yeah. So right, but we, we live in sacrifice, and, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we live in such a culture of affluence, right? right. Where everyone has disposable income. So when you say no, it's not in the budget, then it immediately comes like a, a lot of times the immediate response is everything okay? Like Yeah. <laughs> right. And so and then and then as a man or as a woman, you 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 want to be like, no, like we're fine. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, I can I can pay my bills, I can take care of myself. We just determine but you you feel like your ability to provide right. for yourself is being questioned. You're like, no, I just I don't want to go spend twenty dollars again right. on tacos again. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and your point mailed earlier about it's really a lot of old school common sense wisdom. Uh, your problem may be uh, an income problem or it may be an outgo problem, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So when, you, when Zach Lindsay had the, the, the uh, kind of mini crisis you guys had early on, you fixed it by increasing the income. Right. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to go the out, other way and right. worry about the outgo. That's good. So you have to figure that out first. And I know, Dan, you like saying with, uh, uh, with how you spend your day in your day planner, mm-hmm. uh, really showcase your priorities. I think Dave likes to say that, uh, your checkbook and your data. Right. You show me those two That's things right. and I will show you where, where, where priorities are. Mm-hmm. 
and it sometimes takes um, a budget uh, a budget committee your family getting together and sitting down and looking and saying this is how much is coming in what do we want to spend that on what what has to go out what bills do we have that we can't change on do we want to scale back the cable this month are we going to increase this um, how are we going to spend it what are we going to agree to uh, but the very first thing before you think about debt if you're trying to get out of debt or whatever you're trying to accomplish is uh, the, a small emergency fund, the mm-hmm. amount of money, because if you start in this process and you start the budgeting process, you will have a flat tire. You will have a mm-hmm. card issue. Mm-hmm. Something will go right. just to mess around with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the devourer. The, the devourer. The devour. okay. yes. I rebuke the devourer. You know, An emergency fund can rebuke the devourer. Indeed. Indeed. They will, uh, the devourer will leave your transmission alone. If you have 500 or or $1,000 set aside mm-hmm. and you're not messing with and you both know, and again, that goes back to that security. That goes back to uh, maybe one of you feels a lot safer and a lot more comfortable if there's money set aside mm-hmm. there. Um, and so that's the very first thing is, is having some money set aside and then work on debt. That's just something that weighs down. It's very biblical. A lot of discussion about the slave, uh, being a slave to yeah. uh, borrow a slave to the lender and trying to get out of debt. Um, and we've already had to mention kind of the debt snowball is what Dave teaches, which is going smallest to largest. Uh, and smallest um, balance smallest to balance. largest. To build yourself some momentum, to show you're accomplishing things, to get things bills taken care of, and get debt taken care mm-hmm. of, and then as you're working through that, you're able to some you're able to find other resources to, to go back and finish off an emergency fund, because mm-hmm. as you know we discussed uh, in in other times, uh, sometimes your finances, your income, your job may not be as stable as we all like to, right. like to wish it was. So having three or six months set mm-hmm. aside of your expenses is a great way to prepare for something inevitable <laughs> that might happen. Uh, of a job loss or a job change or a move that happens to you. Or an illness or the, yeah, the, anything else. Here, here's what, and again, this is, I think, from a cognitive, critical thinking point, all that makes perfect sense. <laughs> that's, not, that's not my problem. <laughs> what is it that derails people from what you guys have seen and, and working hands-on with them? What do you see that derails them from being able to get there? I'll tell you, um, you know, even after teaching financial peace five or six times and living by these principles all our lives, we still occasionally bounce a check. And that happens when we are spread thin in other areas, Mm -hmm. when we're busy, when we're being pulled in different directions, when there's, you know, a problem or a crisis in another area of our life. And so we're not paying attention. We're not keeping our thumbs on our budget and on our accounts. And it surprises us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think that's probably very common that, um, you know, you're, you're going along doing the right things and you've got a good, good rhythm going and you've got a good cash flow plan. And then, um, I think we, I can't remember who it was, but somebody in one of our classes <laughs> said that they had a baby, they had their first baby. And mm-hmm. when they came home, like they completely forgot how to do the rest of their life for a month. <laughs> like they forgot. <laughs> it's, it's That'll do it. That'll and do I, it. That I can totally see that happening. Like, you know, yes. you're so wrapped up in the baby and you're this new exhausted. lifestyle. Like, and I can only schedule. do one thing well. Right, yeah, right. right. And, baby. and paying yes. bills this month is not it. Yes. And so they got like hit with all the late fees and everything the next month. So just, you know, kind of being aware of that if there's something else going on in your life that that may mm-hmm. uh, kind of derail you. But um, we have found that when we're organized with our money, you know, we are organized in other areas of our mm. life too. It helps us plan out like when mm. we're going to get an oil change and when we're going to mm-hmm. do this project around the house and um, when we're going to, you know, 
shop for Christmas presents and that, yeah, I, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's always fascinating to me. So, yeah, I had an emergency. I had a flat tire. You know, tires go flat. Right. That's well, and, really not... That's really and not, you know what else is not an emergency? Christmas. Yeah. It comes every year. It comes yeah. every year. I mean, it's... So Birthdays. It's, yeah, Back to school comes every year. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. would you agree with me? I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell me a little bit um, in your experience of seeing couple after couple, different ages, different life seasons, mm-hmm. they come to a position when they're like, okay, all right, we're going to do this. Um, what are the varying circumstances that, that you see that bring people to a point of... Mm. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Let's get our finances in order. What are some of the circumstances that you've seen? There are a couple. As a Obviously, a, um, a, a, a drop in your income, maybe a job loss or a job right. change, it dramatically affects your income. Uh, for me, it's uh, honestly during tax season of year because you add up how much money you brought in last year. How ironic. And, you look, wow. and you look around and you go, we brought in that amount and this where, where did it go? go? Yeah. What happened to that? What did we good. spend that on? Uh, for me, it went to little pieces of sushi apparently, <laughs> every day. Uh, the sushi place. So I mean, it's just we didn't go on some grand trip. We didn't yeah. make some big gift. We didn't donate a ton of money mm. or give to our church. We um, it went out through these little bitty bites and pieces, and mm. we don't. Have it. So I think that's another one. Yeah. Uh, a third one is just reaching a point where they just really have become. It's become a marital problem for mm. them. Yeah. Because one of them has it just un- doesn't understand why they're in the financial shape they right. were, and maybe mm. they were unaware until recently mm. the other spouse let them in uh, mm. to a, to a problem or situation. Right, and you get that situation when one spouse is handling the finances entirely mm-hmm. rather than collaborating yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah right. full <laughs> And, and it, sometimes yeah. that becomes, sometimes that maybe, and it's just, it can be a sign in some cases of other problems. Right. Going on. There right. may be sure. a, a gambling, maybe something, right. maybe, a, right. maybe a side credit card that, right. that not both Some, some kind of hiding. Yeah. Some sort of hiding, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, and suddenly it comes to light, and suddenly right. you have a, a, a crisis of whatever the relationship yep. is, yep. And whatever is going on, and you also have a financial crisis. On both the end. Talk about what now? Yeah, yeah. You're talking about yeah. doubling down on dumb. Yeah, right. and, and again, guilty. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not throwing rocks at, at those that, that find themselves in that spot. And we've also seen people come, um, you know, come looking for help or a better way when you know they're trying. They're they're at the point where. Retirement is looming, or their kids going to college is looming, or um, life events. Right, life events, or you know their parents are aging and mm-hmm. they know they're going to need to um, help them. Um, I think for our age group, it's when you start having kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've got married young and you've had you know five or six, seven years where you get to live off both incomes and you're totally free, and then all of a sudden you have that sweet little baby staring back at you, and you're like, Oh, you're expensive. Wait, I have to. <laughs> I was going to say you have to drop them off at daycare every day and that hurts, yes. but also they're expensive. But I think, I think that, um, at least we've seen for some friends, I think it brings up the conversation of, wait, I want to stay home. This is, doesn't feel good right. to drop you off every day. I don't, mm. th- yeah, I thought this would be okay, but now it's not right. even for, so, so what do we, what do we do about that? And, yep. and you also a, see people early in their marriage, um, wanting to, or expecting to live the same lifestyle that their parents Oh, yes. preach they have on that for a minute, <laughs> Preach, yeah, you Play know, off the spot, right? So, 20, 25 years into your marriage, hopefully you have um, come up from the entry level job. <laughs> hopefully you've gotten a few raises along the way. Hopefully you've made some good decisions about investing and, and saving. You're now eating at Chick Fil A instead yeah, of McDonald's. Right. You stepped uh, up. Some days we moved off the dollar <laughs> Um And and 
you know, at that point, your kids are high school, college, starting their own careers. Yeah. And there's a tendency to step out into the world and think, this yes. is what I came from. This is what I should get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that uh, causes a lot of um, you frustration. Know, young frustration, frustration. And, and bad habits. Oh, yeah. Frustration, oh, bad habits, and, it's, you know, yeah. trying to, again, keep up mm-hmm. with the Joneses, and they see their friends doing it. and They do, you know. but it also comes back to us as parents. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, we, we, we have a child that's married now, mm-hmm. and so... You know, you want to tell them all the things when they're getting married. And I think that was something that we felt very responsible to tell them is, mm-hmm. hey, they wanted to get married young. We got married young. And we're like, listen, we can tell you it's going to be hard. You're mm-hmm. going to love it. It's going to be hard, mm-hmm. hard, hard, hard. And um, I think it's important that that we that we clear off that spot and say, we've been married a long time and we've worked hard for this. Mm-hmm. And you'll get there, but it does not happen. Yeah. Um, well, one of the funny stories for us, so when Zach and I were engaged, we had a long-distance engagement, and again, preacher and a teacher, I was doing my student teaching the first six months we Pastor, were married. preacher makes me sound like <laughs> Well, it just rhymes. It preacher and teacher, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cute. <laughs> um, so, so I wasn't, I was working part-time, doing some childcare, but I wasn't working full-time. Oh, yeah, I and, you did that. Yeah. I blocked that out. <laughs> Wish I could. Um, but my... Looking for housing in the area, I mean, it was kind of expensive, and Zach found um, some friends. Some friends' dad had a trailer on his property, and it was like dirt cheap, and it was small, but it was cheap. Four hundred square was, feet, baby. And, wow. and it was my my mom was like, "No daughter of mine is living in a trailer." I was like, "Watch me." <laughs> oh man, and I felt we like we gonna make this cute. It's gonna be real good, and. I you remember know, the first time her parents came down, just like the reality of this is my daughter's life. This like, shock. Like, yeah, yeah, it is, Bets. <laughs> and she, she, her mother's fantastic. They took it with a lot of grace. But it was, it was like, yeah. like well, we're, we are living in a trailer where you yeah. can literally like put your finger on parts of the door and there's no door there. It's just the, the air outside. Like, it wasn't that Sounds bad. real safe. No, it was. There was that little diamond window. It didn't seal right. And so in the winter, you'd be like, it's cooler over here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Believe <laughs> me, we made it really cute. It, but it's there's first of all, there's something really special about that. Like, oh, do you remember that really crappy trailer? I know, and I want to go back like, and see. Now you're like, man, we need no to be really fun to go back and see it. And, but no. I, it builds I, character. No, really. It all builds character. I told um, my mom. I said, I like the the goal is that we can buy a house. Like the mm-hmm. goal is the goal is this. Ninety percent of the furniture in our house is hand me down. Still, yeah. we have two kids. First of all, they're gonna destroy it. I don't care. Right. Second of all, it was free. There's no need for me to go out and spend all of this money. So anyway, it was just. Um, but that goes back to your priorities, yeah. like Chris was talking the about. The priorities. You knew what your yes. what was important yeah. to you. I wanted to. I wanted us to be able to buy a house. We knew we wanted to have kids fairly quickly. We didn't want to wait five years. So we knew we didn't want to have a baby in the trailer. So what do we have to sacrifice? What do we have to do to get there? And I knew my parents' standard of living. My dad was a 30 year military vet. My mom had worked for, you know, was getting ready to retire. I can't expect to live yeah. in a $250,000 house on the, you, it just wasn't. Some really we're do, but right. Right. some, some do. I mean, good that you knew that. Well, I mean, some people yeah. expect to. That wasn't where we were. Right. And yeah. I recognized that sometimes you have to pay some dues and there's some beauty in it because of the lessons you have to learn mm-hmm. about budgeting and finance and sacrifice Mm -hmm. for what you want later. I I think that's a key point, Lindsay, as to the lessons that you learned that you're now carrying with you. Mm -hmm. I want to shift the conversation just just a smidge to what about those folks that aren't young and they Mm -hmm. didn't make the good decisions. read my mind. Yeah. When they were young, (laughs) basically Dan and Melody. So (laughs) that that now they're in their 
late, they're in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s, first of all, can you recover? Mm. Right. It's so, never too late to start. Start mm-hmm. where you are. You can, only, you, can only, you can only start where you are. Right. A lot of people listen to somebody like Dave Ramsey and go, thanks Dave, that, will be, that was great advice for the 25 year <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for, for rubbing that in. I have no rewind button. Yeah. Yeah. You can only start where you are. Don't mm-hmm. throw up your hands and say, well, I didn't start when I was 20, so right. why bother it's now? Pointless. Right. Yeah. A- absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's always a great time to make sure your, your dollars, your income have names, that you know what they're going to, that you mm-hmm. have shared priorities and and you're dedicated to work together on it and I think you know Bridget and I sometimes it's easy for a couple to leave the financial decisions in the hand of that one money manager somebody's mm-hmm. going to enjoy an excel file or somebody's going to enjoy managing <laughs> the, literally and, what we have and the, the, and, and, and the other one's not going to yeah um and the other one's <laughs> But it's so important for the one to be part of the budget right. committee. Sure. You know, and and to come buy-in. together. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what that age is, figure out what, what your priorities are for five years from now, for 10 years mm-hmm. from now, for 15, and make your money work for you and make all your hard work work for you um, as you move forward towards that goal, mm-hmm. no matter what your age or situation is. And I was going to say um, about whether you call it a cash flow plan or a budget, um, there is no perfect version that comes down from heaven and works every month. We revise it every month mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on, you know, this mm-hmm. month. Because every month's different. Right. Really? Back to school. We have back to school expenses this month. Um, you know, in November and December, we have Christmas. And mm-hmm. March and April, we have taxes. So you know? school me in a perfect world when, when it's working, uh-huh. do you guys sit down? To, I mean, I don't know how people do this. Do you sit down on the first day of every month? Like, well, we do it over Gchat. Oh, <laughs> to if, reference another conversation. Yes, you guys missed that conversation. We have we have a, a shared Google doc, doc mm-hmm. um, okay. that we keep our budget in, and and the way we do it is um, we get paid. We both get paid every other Friday, but they're alternating Fridays. So. Oh, that's oh, awesome. That's very that good. Is like, that's the best. That's I mean, if we had, oh, oh, there's wow. always money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is the dream. Always money going out. Yeah. yeah. Time I worked on a freelance basis and it yeah. was completely unpredictable. I got paid once a month when I yeah. worked somewhere. It was Ooh. and so literally the first of the month you felt like a king, <laughs> and then by like the thirteenth you're like we have twelve dollars. Twelve dollars. I'm with you in the fact. The last ten years I am I am the poster child for the gig economy, uh-huh. right? And so there are a lot of people that have still stuck around in my my shoes, right? We go through the worst worst economy of our mm-hmm. lifetime, and so. <laughs> They just did what they had to do, <coughs> you know. So, I get that. Yeah. And it's it's hard to create a cash flow plan when you don't know what your cash flow is going to be. Mm-hmm. Right. You know. So, any thoughts for for those folks? You know, I think the the best thing to do is to to guess as close as you can. Yeah. Uh, conservatively. Again, conservatively, mm-hmm. yes. each month go and say, I'm only going to, I'm going to pay now and it may be in two or three months before I get paid again. Mm-hmm. How long does this last? I think my advice would be, uh, if you have multiple, um, incomes to look at these stable bills that happen on, on, on the 15th of the month. Right. Do you have a stable income that's bring that you can mm-hmm. maybe take care mm-hmm. of those things? Mm-hmm. And then maybe look at something like a freelance or a gig economy basis on some of the other things. When maybe I, use that for your giving. Maybe use that for your savings plan. Maybe use that for, for wealth building. What it's helped to me is um, yeah. it's changed the way, and again, as, as a, if you will, a freelancer, it's changed the way I do my invoicing. Mm-hmm. And I have incentivized clients to pay me on a, basically a retainer as mm-hmm. opposed to a, um, an hourly fee basis. Mm-hmm. So, so when you take just to the ER? 
Oh, oh yeah. When they Josiah. go to scan him. So they put a... Just like he's a real terrified sick. that he's going to have a... He wakes up one morning, 105.6 degree fever. Yikes. 106. It, it was high. It, it was, was high. high. Threw up everywhere. I'm like, okay, and it's time. His doctor was like, take him to the hospital. So we took him, and he's terrified he's going to get a shot. Uh-huh. He had his flu shot a couple weeks before, terrified of a shot. First thing he says out of everybody's mouth, well, they put the little bracelet on him so that they can admit him. And the guy takes the thing and goes, and he goes don't scan me. I'm not groceries. <laughs> but, like, but he says it, and he's crying. He's right. sobbing. And then later on, he's like, if I were groceries, I'd be hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part. Oh, All right. Me too. Um, All right, back at it. No, no, we're good. <coughs> we'll use that. Um. <laughs> well, the other thing, and I, I would caution, we talked a lot about um, couples who are both spenders or one who's a spender and a saver. There is a danger into having two savers, too, um, mm-hmm. in that you don't have any fun. So, <laughs> you know, you need to um, be sure that you include some fun money in your budget that you, mm-hmm. you know, that you don't budget it down so tightly that there's no money to go out to a movie or to go out to dinner with friends. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, those are part of life and they're going to happen and don't let it derail your budget. Mm-hmm. Plan ahead for it. Plan mm-hmm. on, um, you know, a date night or, or you know, a, a day yeah. out. Um, all, especially all, if you're both savers. <laughs> right. It's also a way that savers uh, often can exact control over over spenders. Right. Right? They, mm-hmm. put, they put it in a budget and they say, uh, there's no money for that. You need to be realistic. You need to give your spouse... Um, the love and grace to be able to say you're going to go to sushi. All right, maybe you can go once a month instead of th- 14 times a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, not that I know anybody who does that. But, um, and so build that into the budget. Right. Build in that fun mm-hmm. into it and say okay. there's going to be blow. Yeah. Bridget gets her fifty dollars in blow. I get my fifty dollars in blow. If I want to go to sushi, I go to sushi. If she wants to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There's no strings attached top. to that. You right. don't have to say what it's Manicure, for. You can right. you spend it on what's yeah. important to you. And decide also between, you know, one of the early conversations is, okay, what's what's that dollar limit that I can spend without mm. talking about it first? Yes, very that's important. very, uh, very important. And, yeah. and that's going to be different for every couple. Well, and early on, it's going to be low. Ours was right. $20. 20 bucks, like, if you're spending yeah. more than 20 bucks, I got to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard uh, another, again, I love, we've kind of transitioned. What are just some practical things? Um, I heard one couple where, she handled the food budget, right? Mm-hmm. So groceries and stuff. And so their budget was, I want to say, what was it like? Let's say it's 500 bucks, which is for easy math. I went to Carolina. So $500. <laughs> if she's able to get it for oh, 460 yeah. she gets the bonus cash. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That becomes $400 bonus cash. Right. What do you think about um, separate funny. accounts, separate mm, checking accounts? That's a big question. It, it, it's a it's a it's a big one, and I talk to a lot of people in my everyday life about this a lot. And mm-hmm. I I have always been a very strong believer in a shared account, a joint okay. account, mm-hmm. um, just because I believe it's transparency. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I believe it's you have to agree on it. Now, if you get to the, if if you have some money where each person is getting their own blow at some point, and you find that you'd rather that be in a uh, in, a debit, mm-hmm. in a debit situation, or you don't want to carry a bunch of cash around right. Put it in on that cash situation. Out. That's different. Yeah. You, can, you can do something else with it. If that has to be in another bank account, you can make that another bank account. But uh, I believe in the shared priorities and, and mm-hmm. the couple working together on it. Mm-hmm. In, our, in our suggestion, it's always been the, uh, a joint account. Mm-hmm. And it's, le- it's less complicated that way, too. You know, if he has his account for his paycheck and we assign certain bills to him and certain bills to me and my paycheck, and I'm $20 short and he's got an extra $100, 
like, you know, then that's transferring money and, and you know, do I have to pay him back? Right. Like so much of this, you can come up with rationale why mm-hmm. to do it mm-hmm. that way. Sure. Yeah. Um, but in our, in our, in my uh, experience, what you find too often is it just, it has the potential of creating more problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. In the right. relationship right. specifically. In the relationship. Right. You know, I, mm-hmm. I grew up, my mom and dad had separate accounts. But it was joint accounts, just like what you're talking about. Both of them were on, but they just did it for sheer convenience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. But, you know, so there was a transfer from my dad would get his check, and then money would be transferred to mom's account. They each the, had access to each other's. That's right. They could know what was happening. That's right. So, what, yeah, I think that what you're getting at, though, is it's trouble when our money becomes my money. That's right. right. Yes. Your money. Right, and so we, we, we have split accounts but we can see each other yep. right mm-hmm. so every paycheck i send her cash she knows so, so that we're for. not accidentally spending with the other one so or like we, i know i've got a check i'm waiting to there's that whole overdrawn thing you exactly. talked about so yeah. yeah we do that but i think you know it's all about communication yeah. and transparency right yeah i mean but that's yeah. isn't that really the key yeah it's 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 when there's um because it's a deeper issue than just money yeah because unfortunately i know of the stories of of the couples where they've gone out and they've created a credit card account that goes to a post office box. That, mm-hmm. How do you explain that? There, right. there is yeah. no explanation. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. So, um, um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. So, would you say to do a budget is restricting or liberating? Or liberating. I mean, it has been for us, mm-hmm. and um, you know, because it also takes some of the guilt and anxiety away from afford this pair of boots, <laughs> you right. know, yes. my boys need clothes, can, mm-hmm. you know, they've outgrown their clothes. Can we, can we swing that this month? It, it takes all of that away and it, you yes. know, reduces mm-hmm. the stress and anxiety mm-hmm. about it. And it lets you plan ahead for those things too. Uh-huh. And you talk about it, you mm-hmm. communicate, which is mm-hmm. so important to marriage. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think it's important too, to remember and budgeting helps because it, it forces you back to remember, like it's never going to be enough. Right. <laughs> right. Like the, and this is what I tell when I used to lead college groups, uh, like you're you're gonna make not a lot, and then you're make a little bit more and a little bit more, and it's never mm. enough, right? It's never gonna be enough. The more money you make, the faster it leaves your bank account. That's That's just, that is just like, and so coming to terms with that, and I'm more of a saver, right? So being able to release control of, I want thirty grand in my bank account. Mm-hmm. We're nowhere even near that, right? Yeah. Like, uh, and, and just being at peace with, okay, I've got what I need to make ends meet. Mm. Um, and for me, it's it's not really about money; it's about control, mm-hmm. and and mm. and then realizing it's never going to be enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And there's billionaires and millionaires who will tell right. you that, like yeah. every time they get that next raise, like I wish it had been more. One more, yeah. And yeah. if yeah. a twenty-five-year-old well, self could see our forty-five-year-old right. income now, you know, yeah. like yeah. the perspective yeah. would totally change. Yeah, a twenty-five would be like, what? Yeah, so, yeah. And a forty-five. You, you can't do it with that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you sit and have a budget like that every month, when you have to sit and have a budget meeting and say, okay, this is what the budget is this month, really what you're doing is you're sitting and you're reestablishing your priorities right. every month. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, this is what's important to us. This is what we're going to do. Yeah. And there, at least, I, I mean, I would agree. I think it's very freeing to be given the budget for the things that I manage every month. Very freeing. And say... Okay, within this these parameters, I can take care of what we need That's to take so care good. of. Without guilt, without worry. Without guilt, without worry. And you can also see yourself working towards something. You know, a big towards your fun goals goal, a new car, yeah. or look forward to. I've got a yeah. great friend who um, he too has you know done the whole financial peace thing for years and years and years, 
And he says, you know, this isn't about financial accumulation. Mm-hmm. It's really about financial peace. Mm-hmm. And and so that's the reason why, and again, this is the Dave Ramsey plan is getting getting out of debt. It's about freedom. Mm-hmm. It's about peace. Right, which is why I asked the question. So I assume that's it, what you would which, say. But. And what reason I bring that up is um, as it relates to our relationship with our spouse, when you have that peace, you're not bringing that stressor yes. mm-hmm. uh, and that, um, if you will, weapon. I love the way you talk yes. about that, Chris. When you use the money as a weapon against mm-hmm. your spouse, that's just so unhealthy, but it's so common, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, that eliminates that weapon from, from the equation. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and as God followers, the two of us mm-hmm. and, and the six of us, um, it is our goal to honor God with everything, That's right. including Be good our money, stewards. and to honor each other. Yeah. And yeah. I want to honor you well um, in spending the money that you work so hard to make, and vice versa. And you want to honor me well in the money in the money spending. And so, um, why would we not? Yeah. You know. So. And also, if you have financial peace, if you have your finances in order, then if a crisis, a health crisis comes along, or a job loss comes along. Yeah. Then you you have a health crisis, you have a job crisis, but you don't also have a money crisis. That's right. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's good. It it's a, really good. Instead of a debt snowball, you got a, another snowball happening. Right, right. And, just, and so you can focus on that rather than yeah. having that's you know really being torn at the seams by these two things yeah. going on. Can we at the same have really time. smart friends. We did. We did. <laughs> um, we're going to try to put a lot of different resources into the show notes for our listeners and for our viewers. Uh, I hope they'll tap into this. Listen, this is not a fun conversation for a lot of you, and I get it. It brings up... And by a lot all, of you, he means us. <laughs> uh, well, it brings up all kinds of different emotions, and I get it. Here's a couple of a couple of takeaways that I'm, I'm going with. Number one, run toward it as opposed to run away from it. Uh-huh. It's never going to serve you well to run away from it. Number, It'll chase you. It, 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 you can't get away. <laughs> It'll right? chase you. Yeah. You can't get away. If, music. if you're in trouble, the sooner you come to terms with that and you and you are engaging people, the better off you're going to be. So whether it be your debtors, your creditors, your whomever it is that mm-hmm. you are, if you will, in partnership with. The devourers. With, um, sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, because they, the last thing they want is for you to not pay them back. So most of them will, will work with there. you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but they're going to work with yeah. you yeah. Um, because the last thing, sending it to collections is not a good deal for them. Right? So, um, run toward them. Number three, if you're not good at this, ask somebody. Ask somebody to help you. Um, I really suck at that. <laughs> and and, and I, I admit that. I confess that. And, and honestly, it, it's um, it's just a part of me to just kind of hate you. Like. <laughs> but but you, be humble enough to be willing to say, I need help. And you'll be really shocked at how many that, though, people. Doesn't he? Like, he it's like he just unleashes does. the gates of heaven with all the blessings he and all does. the help. He wants us to ask. He wants us yeah. to ask him, and he wants us to ask others yeah. for help. Yeah. What um, what would you throw out to our our listeners as we as we wrap this up today? Parting thoughts. Um, just echo everything you just said. I think um, money is just an outward sign of those priorities, and mm-hmm. the two of you working on a re- your relationship. Uh, through those shared priorities yeah. of how you spend your time and how you spend yeah. your money mm-hmm. are critical to serving each other and serving yeah. God. And deal with what's in your past regarding it, whether it came from your family or your mm. own past bad habits. Like, you know, yeah. look that square in the eye yeah. and, and realize how it's affecting you now. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Good stuff. Zach, Lindsay? 
Interesting. I'd say the if if this isn't something you're already doing, the conversations getting started are probably going to be really awkward and really hard. <laughs> But the more you engage in hard, awkward conversations, the easier they're going to become. And just because it's hard and awkward doesn't mean it's not valuable. And Mm -hmm. the sooner you can start doing it, the the better off you're going to be. It doesn't get better by waiting to Mm. start. So um, I think they say money and sex are like the two most common arguments that you have in marriages. Mm -hmm. So don't let this be one of them. It's an it's a hard. It might be a hard, awkward conversation. If you you have to pick one, let it be money. Oh no, there are more episodes. Tell them what Dave said about about those two. No, I think Dave's line on that is we we don't share it with our children enough. We don't talk about it outwardly enough. So uh, you grow up with we believe our parents don't have money or sex because we don't talk about it. Uh, It turns out they had both. (laughs) Apparently, Uh, and so it's really important for us to bring our families some of that and help them understand money and what you're doing with our parents. Totally derailed, but go ahead. I mean, yeah, that was it. Just have a hard conversation. It doesn't get better to wait. So I I would go to um, you can be rich and really unhappy and you can be poor and really happy. So when I was in between jobs and delivering groceries on the side, some of my favorite people to deliver groceries to were some like mobile home parks, Mm. right? And they would be, you know, it'd be like a little dinky $3 order and then they'd tip me $5, right? Which is, you know, almost two times what they wow right and then some of the most depressing ones there would be these people and you wouldn't get their name but you get their address and you'd be like oh like i'm gonna earn 30 dollars, and they're not gonna tip me right and so to your point money is just an outward expression of an inward reality yeah. and so mm-hmm. don't take away from this i just need to get my my finances in order to really press off and my marriage will be happy like mm-hmm. you have control we have control over the state of our marriage i would say more so than we do over money and yeah. so you know live in that reality of it might be tight, yeah. but you can yeah. be happy. You mm-hmm. could be super rich and be really happy. Yeah. It's a great nugget. Great yeah. takeaway. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good.